This episode was sponsored by Critical Dice and the Endless Bag of Dice. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. Let's rewind a little bit and take a look at Bardic Colleges. Um, There's two of them that are presented in the Player's Handbook. There's a number more in different source materials. Um, I'd like to go through the ones in the Player's Handbook a little bit more deeply since those tend to be really common because they're really accessible in the Player's Handbook. Uh, But then also touch on some of the other options that are available to people if they want to branch out and and try some some unique or slightly different variations to the Bard, kind of like we talked about. Yeah, exactly. Um, So let me start with uh, the College of Lore, which I think is uh, is the one that's available in the basic rules that are free on the website. Uh, And it really seems to be like it doubles down on what all Bards can do. Uh, in a big way and honestly it's one of my favorites because uh, I think they just they just killed it just perfectly just nailed it on the head when they made this uh, subclass and I think it's just very very well done um, but uh, basically this is the one who's all about like you mentioned before with the Witcher like going out and getting the experiences and the lore and the stories and the poems and the songs uh if they didn't write them uh they they're going to make sure no one else forgets about them as time goes on um and the the it's pretty straightforward but basically at third level when you take this you get three proficiency and three more skills (laughs) so you're proficient in 80 87% 87% mm-hmm. of skills at this point or whatever it would be. Cause that's a lot when you're yeah, looking at Jack of all can, trades and this. Right. And considering that, you know, between like, say, you know, most races and most backgrounds, that's going to be two, four, it's 10 um, skills that you can be proficient in right there at third level, not to mention the expertise that comes later not to mention any other shenanigans. So yeah, there's a lot going on there, which is great. Um, And then they gain a new way to use their um, bardic inspiration. And that seems to be the big kind of fulcrum that all of these colleges are gonna turn on is what else can we let you do with this D6 and scaling of bardic inspiration other than just inspire people uh, that kind of suits and flavors your subclass or college. And so they get cutting words. And so instead of being able to uh, use a bonus action and help their, uh, their friends, uh, they can instead, when a, a foe uses, does an attack roll, ability check, or damage roll, you can use your reaction and spend a bargain inspiration die, and it subtracts that number. So it's just the exact same thing. It just, uh, in reverse, it makes it harder for people. Um, and so that one is a lot of fun. And I think that some people, when they re- take a different college and realize that's not an option, they're like, oh, I kind of like that, you know? Yeah, no, uh, that can that can literally in game be the difference between life and death for your party. I've, I've seen it happen where I will roll damage and a party member will be like, well, that's it, I'm down. And the bard will pipe up and be like, oh, cutty words. 
And suddenly yeah. they're like, hey, I'm still alive. And it gives them just enough time on their next action. They're going to down that healing potion. They're going to get out of the fray. Um, and it keeps them up and from danger or harm or lots of other issues just yeah. by that that 1d6 can make or breaks things sometimes. Yeah, where that perfect comment comes in clutch. I, I think if you grew up as a kind of a insecure, awkward nerd, the biggest fantasy here is knowing exactly what to say at the exact right moment. And we're just like, yes, give us this all day long. Um, uh, at sixth level, they also get uh, an additional magical secrets earlier. Uh, so two more spells of any choice of any class. And then at level 14, the uh, lore bards can start to use their bardic inspiration on themselves but only for ability checks uh, using that bardic inspiration die as, as always. Um, one of the few ways that you can actually use uh, that on yourself. Well, fun, fun story as you were talking about that. Uh, I ran a party of bards once. It was it was mm -hmm. kind of by accident. I mean, I knew everybody was bards, but the, the players did not know independently. They were all creating bards. And combats were fabulous because they all just gave bardic inspiration to each other. And so everybody got bardic inspiration because they always like, okay, rotate one. <laughs> and so like all of these abilities are only for other people. They themselves actually benefited from because of yes. the fact that everyone in the party was just like rotating to everybody yeah. else. It was just, it was just a rolling. Uh, uh, it was uh, so fabulous. What was it? The uh, mutual appreciation. uh, uh thing what's it called uh oh mutual appreciation society yeah it was it, great it just, yeah it, just, you can you can have a lot of fun with these give me compliments give me compliments um and then the other one that is in the player's handbook is the college of valor and they're a bit more martially inclined um think more like a herald uh with a um uh, with a standing army or platoon. Uh, also, they might be the main main character or semi-main character in their own new great epic. Uh, the best way to have a new great story is to, is to be a part of it kind of idea. Um, so maybe the Witcher is a bit more like this, uh, his bard. But um, they get at level three proficiency with medium armor, shields, and martial weapons. So it just opens up all of those categories mm -hmm. of things, which is great. Uh, they also can uh, get combat inspiration. So here's their little like trick with bardic inspiration is um, now they can add it to damage rolls from a weapon uh, attack. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So the inspiration die uh, from the roll can be added to the weapon damage that you just made. Um, and it can also be used... Um, as a reaction to with it when the attack roll is made against a creature you use the reaction to roll the bardic inspiration die and add the number rolled to its ac against that attack after seeing the roll before knowing if it hits or misses cool so they can either help their friends hit harder or in a pinch uh like you were mentioning before almost like cutting words where they can bump their ac temporarily uh, to help them get out of a scrape, which is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at sixth level, they get extra attack. So they can attack twice when they hit the attack action. Typically, martial classes get this at fifth level. They get it, uh, but just a little bit later. 
and then they have battle magic at 14th level, which is the last thing um, that uh, they can basically, when they use their action to cast a bard spell, they can also make a weapon attack as a bonus action. So they can oh, wow. hurl insults and swing. And daggers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, not just daggers. They can be a war axe if you want, or a great sword, because they got access to martial weapons, Casey. So they can truly be painful. The sticks and stones can hurt your bones. I have those too. I'll also use my words. <laughs> I feel like, uh, again, not, not with the intent to be combated, like in real life being combated with your DM, but I feel sure. like you could make an argument about potentially putting a creature at or putting the attack at advantage for that martial attack if you just hit them with a spell because if they're still reeling from whatever spell you did it would throw them off they wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily be fully conscious of what's about to come at them to be able to stop that attack or move out of the way and so i feel like you could make an argument that that follow-up attack would be at an advantage depending on the spell that you cast and so you could, you again, you could flavor this. It's all about storytelling, right? Tell me if it's as a DM, like if you tell me a story that makes total sense, it's really epic about like how this person is going to respond to the spell that you cast and stumble out of the mm -hmm. way and they don't see it coming as you sneak around the back or whatever. I'm, I'm going to go with you on that because I love that. Absolutely. And on to boot, a lot of their spells are already going to hinder or misdirect in some way uh their foes so that's pretty awesome um and yeah so there's uh, not that many official um uh bard colleges uh the ones that aren't in the player's handbook are college of creation eloquence glamour spirit swords and whispers um and they're all pretty short, but I'll give a basic overview of these as we kind of finish up with the bard here. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, even from the two in the PHB, um, it, it seems like, again, the, the bulk of what you're getting from your bard is accessible to any bard. The majority of yes. what you're getting is coming from just being a generic bard. It's not from being a subclass bard. Being the subclass just gives you kind of these extra little perks along the way. Yes. Whereas other classes, 90% of what's fun about that class comes from your subclass, right? You're not going to get a whole lot of anything useful from the generic class. Right. Um, and they, so this they, one they, I feel is flipped a little bit. Yeah, they, they've subscribed to Bard Plus or Bard Premium. <laughs> uh, like it, it's, a, it's like a normal Bard, but it's a little extra, you know, uh, but you pay a monthly fee. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, exactly right. Like the the through line of concept and abilities is strongest in just main bard as opposed to the subclasses. You're right. It does feel like a reversal in some ways, which is nice uh, because it works for the theme of, of that class. But also I love how there's such a diversity of kind of builds and concepts in the classes of D&D &D 5e that not just a uh you know control c control v you know copy and paste just with different names and abilities of all the classes where things really are different and there's a little bit of, of english on the ball every time you look at a new class uh, and how they're kind of constructed and what the conceit is so that's kind of fun If you don't have enough dice to make it through your game after every single set gets put in dice jail, make sure you check out the Critical Dice and their Endless Bag of Dice. 
you can get a new set of dice delivered to your doorstep every single month for as low as seven bucks a month. Compendium listeners can actually also get a special offer by using the code Compendium, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, for 50% off of your first month of dice. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and use that code at checkout. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The Compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice, so make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time.